Well, boys, to quote Dak Prescott from Sounds from the Sidelines, 10 wins, 10 wins. Fuck them, boys. It's about us. 10 wins. It does feel nice to have 10 wins. 10 and 4? Uh that's 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 all you could ask for, you know. If you if you right now, hey, you could fast forward to the season right now at 10 and 4. I think we'd all we'd all would have taken it. We all would have taken those up. Oh yeah. And shit, nine and one against the entire NFL other than the AFC West. Most likely gonna sweep the division too. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah. We've dominated this sorry ass division, which has been excellent. Um, guaranteed playoff. We are pretty Burnt much locked in. Oh, we've currently. been guaranteed, baby. Yeah, we've been guaranteed since oh. September. Fair, fair. We we have been zoning in <laughs> on it mathematically, but the popular opinion was that we were going to uh, take this playoff spot easy. We are currently the two seed uh, after a twenty-one to six beatdown of the New York Giants uh, in New York. Uh, this one was pretty sad from the jump. Uh, but we are going to talk about it. I am Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This is Boys Will Be Boys. And yeah, like we said, a 21 to 6 uh, victory by the Cowboys over the Giants. Uh, the Giants, I mean, I can't imagine being one of their fans at this game. Like you, you're buying a ticket to go see Mike Glennon start a game. Um, he had an 8.1 QBR, he threw three interceptions. Um, this one got out of hand quickly, mostly because of the Dallas Cowboys defense, um, who had a hell of a day. I'll say right off the bat, boys, Tank Lawrence, man, he had an impact in this one, and it was nice to see. Yeah, you know, Tank kind of becomes the unsung hero around here, especially since he missed all that time to begin the year. Uh, but that punch fumble, I mean, he's so good at that. He's probably best in Best, definitely best on this defense at that. You know, we saw him do it a week one against the Bucks. Uh, timed another one perfectly in this one to generate a turnover. I, I kind of only Barkley's like, third career fumble. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Your boy, he uh, he made the grand pop again with a the sexiest two yard catch of all time. Oh, really dude. good. Got to hear about that for. <laughs> days afterwards a meaningless two i thought about you when i saw that i was like andy's gonna love that isn't that quintessential saquon just that's that is a classic saquon that is a classic saquon play just like a zero impact built for instagram highlight play that is what he was born to do some players are born to win championships barkley was born to get likes on the gram (laughs) and he does it well i'll give him that but yeah this one uh Barkley was unfortunately for him, like he was kind of out there alone. Um, the Giants, like they had zero offense in this thing. I mean, they were under a hundred passing yards for the majority of this game until they benched their starting quarterback. Um, Cowboys defense went to town. They generated a bunch of turnovers, a bunch of pressure. Uh, they took the ball away immediately. Um, they ended up getting three interceptions. Uh, one Jordan Lewis took the first one, uh, Malik Hooker got his first interception as a cowboy and then Trayvon Diggs getting, uh, the 10th interception of this season, which is fucking crazy. A 10 piece for Mr. Diggs. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense still continues to kind of leave a lot to be desired. 
having Pollard back certainly helped on the ground. He ends up with say, 12 for 74. Except for Big TP, leads the NFL in yards per carry. For he, he, was, uh, he was definitely nice to have. I loved that. Um, Dak ends the game 28 of 37 for 217. A touchdown, uh, no ends. He did have a pretty bad fumble uh, on a blindside sack. Overall, I don't think Dak played a terrible game this week. Um, I think I truly do think he would have scored another touchdown if CD Lamb didn't have three drops in this game. CD had one of his weird games where he yeah this seemingly is sort of cannot a, catch the ball. Certainly, he's got the drop issue this year. Um, I don't know if it's COVID or they just don't know how to get Amari Cooper involved anymore. And then Dak was fine. He this was like bus driver Dak. Like he did. He wasn't going to lose this game. He didn't have to do a whole lot. He, Like I said, he, he probably has a better game without the drops. The run game was fine. I mean, this was really – the defense did most of the heavy lifting in this one, right? And the offense just sort of did enough. You know, they weren't called on to be expert. You know, I certainly questioned some of Boyd Genius, Kellen Moore's play calling. Uh, that continues under- to be strange, man. The one that stands out to me was they had a th- – a- third and seven on like the the giants like six or seven yard line (laughs) ran it right up the gut ran it right up the gut for a two-yard gain and then kicked a field goal i was just shocked that we didn't even take a shot into the end zone it feels like it feels like we didn't throw the ball into the end zone until dalton schultz caught his touchdown pass yeah we Um, had one throw i think i saw this earlier one throw longer than 19 yards all game there's that deep ball to gallop which I think a little underthrown wasn't terrible, but that was it. That was the only deep shot that took all game. Which was weird because it's like you don't you don't throw you don't and I get it. It was thirty eight mile an hour wins. Like this was not going to be a game where either team was going to air it out a bunch, but to not call any deep shots all game and then up fifteen with on third and five while you're marching down the field, you call a deep post with into double coverage. That's your one long shot of the game seems a very strange play calling. So the, the mystery of what happened to early season aggressive Kellen uh, continues. I don't really know what the, the situation is there. Um, they did seem to convert some uh, longer third downs and get out of some tougher situations this time because of the presence of uh, Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz. Um I don't know if anyone else on this podcast will agree with me on this one, but I did see some signs of life from Zeke that I haven't seen in recent weeks. That touchdown run was nice. Uh, And he had another play where he ran like, he got like a nice seven or eight yard gain with like half the defense on his back, which I really enjoyed. Um, Um, I'll agree with you on that without a doubt. Yeah. So not not anything I'm going to write home around, but yeah, certainly a little bit of an improvement over the last couple of weeks. He had two nice runs. They couldn't do much else besides that. Uh, he couldn't at least Pollard had a pretty nice game. You know, Connor Williams was back in the starting lineup boys. That was a big conversation piece, you know, as much, as much of a bit. And part of it is true. We just, I don't think he's very good. Uh, McGovern was not very good at left guard either. I don't know if there's a huge difference other than Connor Williams will usually kill you with some penalties, but he was back in. People want to point to that being like, well, see, now the run game's okay, which I don't think had much to do with it. You played a pretty sorry Giants team, personally. I think they were yeah, going to be fine Yeah, a lot of the best run but... plays were not to Connor Williams' side. Right. They were around around the right side of the line. I mean, plus um, Zeke is not as injured as he was, too. But yeah, I think. a little bit better. I, I'm Pollard's not sold back. That... Elliot's improving. Yeah, all those yeah, things. I'm not sold on 
Connor Williams too valuable to lose. Not at all. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I did see that everywhere this week. I saw like tons of think pieces about the return of Connor Williams being a spark for this offense, and I was just like, "All right, guys." One thing I saw talking about a uh, Kellen Moore guy on the uh, subreddit wondering if Kellen was just hiding all of his good plays. Oh, I saw the playoffs. I like sent this purposely <laughs> doing bad. He's playing so no chess. Bro, can you imagine? If he did that and we lost our playoff spot, and he was just like, "Oh no, I, uh, Jerry, I promise, I did that on purpose." How quickly you'd be fired! Like that's that would be the most insane career suicide we've ever seen. Um, yeah, I don't think Kellen's playing 4D chess and hiding all the good plays. Um, I think there's a host of reasons that I think teams adjust to your play style. I think Dak is playing worse. I think the line is playing worse. I think the receivers are dropping balls. We've been over all of, all of these things, but um, yeah, man, I, I'll say this. You know what, Kellen, if you are uh, hiding all the good plays and trying to out, out Fox the entire NFL by not playing good on purpose, don't do that. Like, let's just, let's just go back to kicking teams asses. That was working really well. So um, yeah, the, the Cowboys do win this game 21 to six. Um, I think most of the, most of the stuff you'd write home about uh, was on the defensive side. Um Cow- I mean, and let well, I'll I'll start with by saying this: the Giants' offense is nothing to beat your chest over stopping. Um, but in the first half, you're not a believer. <laughs> but in the first half, alone, the right teams. Uh, interception for the Giants: interception, field goal, punt, fumble, and that was it. So the. Uh, they scored three total points. They had two turnovers and a four, uh, three and out. And I mean, that's a that's a pretty perfect half for an NFL defense, regardless of who you're playing. Um, I think that the coalescence of Tank returning both in the run game and from a pass rush perspective, uh, the continued amazing play of Micah Parsons. Uh, and Randy Gregory out there as well. I mean, I didn't even know until after the game that Neville Gallimore was on COVID protocol. He wasn't even out there. So, um, or sorry, not Gallimore. Osa was not in this game. He was on COVID protocol. So, like, we were missing, you know, arguably one of our, one of not our best defensive tackles and did not seem to really affect our ability to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, that was super awesome. Uh, I think – one of the craziest things I saw in this game was Micah lined up at corner and covered Evan Ingram and uh, made a huge third down stop. Um, he played really good coverage and managed to save a touchdown, which was awesome. Yeah, that was kind of the highlight that went around. He had a quiet game otherwise. He only had one tackle on the stat sheet. Um, we only had they one sack. Uh, you know, they, they got rid of the ball quickly. They had a lot of punts. They yeah. did it on the first the first time we played them too. Is they and and we also generated a lot of turnovers. I mean, so there was less fewer plays on which to sack the quarterback because they're giving it up. Um, right. They they the first time we played them, obviously Jason Garrett was in charge then, but they were doing a lot of those like get rid of the ball quickly to avoid getting their quarterback killed, especially when it's a guy like Glennon. That makes sense. Um, I did see during sounds from the sidelines they cut over and Micah was on the sidelines, kind of complaining that. The offense, the offensive line of the Giants was doing all kinds of stuff just to limit him. They were throwing like a lineman, a tight end, and a running back all just at Micah on certain plays, like three different levels of protection 
that are just spying wherever Micah is. Like they would shift to whatever side of the field Micah was coming from. So like clearly teams are really tired of Micah Parsons, like individually beating the shit out of them. But then like we've said from the beginning, like you can do that if you want one, I'm not sure even doing that will be effective hundred percent of the time against a guy as good as Micah Parsons. And two, if you want to leave Randy Gregory and tank in single one-on-one blocking situations, that's going to bite you in the ass too. And we saw that all game. I mean, these guys came away with six points, three in each half. So clearly they got, they did a really, really good job bottling this giants offense up, which was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the defense, what can you say about them? You know, once again, you know, the turnovers were high, you know, they lead the NFL in interceptions, uh, which is awesome. You know, Diggs leads the NFL in individual interceptions. They've just been fantastic at taking the ball away. You know, during this road trip, you know, none of us have been very impressed with the offense. But the defense, I mean, three road wins. They've looked good in all three. They have four takeaways in each of those three games. And I know the opponents aren't great, but still, 12 takeaways in a three-week stretch, That's uh, you're going to win a lot of games doing that. Yeah, of the of the the games that I would say where like the offense has really been questionable, the defense has really only had two games where I thought they that them and the offense had a bad day on the same at the same time. That would be the Broncos game and the Raiders game. Um the Chiefs game, I can't really blame the defense. They only gave up 19. Like that's I'm I'm not gonna say that they lost us that game. Um, the Raiders give the Raiders scoring 36. Like if the Cowboys offense scores 33 points, that should be enough in my opinion. Um, so I'll, I'll say the defense played a part in that, but yeah, you're exactly right on this road trip. Um, you know, the, they, they gave up 20 in Washington, which really they didn't cause that, that last one was a pick six. Uh, they gave up 17 to the saints and they gave up six to the giants. Um, they got Washington coming to town this weekend uh, on very short rest. Washington is playing as we speak against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to have to then immediately get on a plane pretty much like the day after tomorrow and travel to Dallas to play uh, the Cowboys the day after Christmas, which they don't want to do. Although they will be bringing their own benches from what I hear, so maybe that will buoy their spirits a little bit. Um, so the Cowboys have – probably one more real offensive test left on this schedule. And that would be January 2nd against the Cardinals. Um, now, obviously the, the Cardinals have uh, had their own woes, very similar to our own, as far as the high powered offense, at the beginning of the season kind of going into hibernation towards the end of the year. And they no longer have Deandre Hopkins out there to, I guess, either produce or take attention. Uh, but other than that, all you got left is Washington and Philly, and I cannot imagine uh, this defense really struggling to live up to the challenge of either one of those teams. Those are both pretty pedestrian offenses they'll be facing. Yeah, the division games are are they should be tune up games for this offense. You know, the defense has been doing a stand up job for really, I don't know since since November early November, um, yeah. you know, they've been on a quite a tear. They're healthy as they've been all season defensively. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, that it, it's now just getting right and trying to get the highest seed possible. The one seed is in play with the Cardinals having a shockingly bad loss to Detroit, as you said. Uh, 
That was crazy. You know, the Bucks losing nine zip. That was crazy. They're that without was horrible. Their, they're without their two top wideouts for an extended time. I know AB's coming back, but still, like, and they were to, to lose Godwin, to lose Evans, like those are and Fournette, big hits. yeah, and for Fournette, not nothing, you know. Uh, this especially once you get to the playoffs, dude. Playoff Lenny, dude. Playoff Lenny, he had quite the year last year. So, you know, you're not alone in your struggles. You know, I think Green Bay sort of sits on top of the pyramid right now, and it'll be tough to imagine them I, losing. I wanted the Ravens to beat them so bad, man. I wanted it to happen. That's just the Ravens cannot seem to get it done on the two point conversion situation. It's happened to them twice this year where they're a two point conversion away from pulling off a big win and they, they just can't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. With the backup QB, that was, that would have been one that would have really helped you out. So I don't know what their schedule exactly looks like, but I think the Packers, even if you don't got, get the, they got the seat, Browns, they got the Vikings left. Other than that, they're playing Detroit. Yeah. Those are all, even relatively, if they, and they're playing good football. They have been. They're getting slightly healthier. Uh, you know, we're the two seed right now. If you can hold on to that, if you can win out and at worst be the two seed, that's pretty good. You know, you don't have to go because Tampa and Brady are way better at home than they are on the road. This was their first home loss all season to the Saints. Yeah. Uh, and I know they went undefeated on the road last year. So who knows? You know, Brady's going to Brady, but. Still, I think you'd rather have home field against them. Same with the Rams. Same with everyone. You know, if you got to go to Lambeau in the conference championship, then, you know, you worry about that then. But I think, you know, even if you can't get the one seed, getting the two or three seed would be uh, would be nice Man. for the scene. Plus, you want to you want to dodge the Rams if you get the four seed, right? The Rams are probably oh, yeah. getting the five seed or the Cardinals. If you Bro, get what a showdown an NFC two, title game in Lambeau would be. I know Us versus the Packers. That'd I would, be I would love books. that. So what would be would that would an NFC title game be a successful season? Would just a playoff win be successful? Where are we at now? Because I'm thinking if you don't make an NFC title game, it's still I, I think you need two playoff wins. I think you need to take it yeah. at least one step farther than the, any other team that in our memory has. Um no, I, I agree with that. I think if you go to the NFC Championship game and you lose to the team that wins the Super Bowl, I think that you can hang your hat on, you know, we're close or whatever. Uh, it'd still be disappointing, obviously, because especially where we were earlier this year. Um, but I think going the, the experience of I'm putting myself in the headspace of like the week leading up to us playing an NFC title game, dude, like that'll be huge. Like that'll feel really cool to be in that spot. We haven't been there. I mean, I've consciously never been there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. when we were six, I don't, I don't have any. It hasn't. It's been a long, long time in our, in our adult Cowboys fandom. It would be for sure the best season. Yeah. And I'll say this, man. It's, I say this all the time about us, but like, obviously because we watch this team with such a microscope, it's easy for us to be kind of at the whims of like recency bias and like every team in the league has like moments where at least, especially in a year like this, where other than the Packers, most teams have had moments of like peaks and troughs. Um, Cause I was going through the other day and I was looking at all the different quarterback stats. Um, and I was like, man, I remember when Dak was like top 10 and everything. Like I wonder where he is now. So I go in and look and weirdly, like even after this, 
pretty bad six game stretch from Dak. He's still like top 10, top five in every meaningful category. And that doesn't, what all that really tells me is that it's not that Dak hasn't been as mediocre as I've believed him to be. It's more just that like pretty much every quarterback goes through that, like has, has stretches or has games where they're down and thereby brings the top 10 is, you know, the top 10 positions at, in week 15 much different than the top 10 positions in week five, because through five weeks, some guys haven't thrown an incompletion yet. And then by week 15, you know, all the, the garbage games have come through and hurt your, your averages. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to think that this team is, is still uh, pretty damn competitive, especially man. Like it's, it's a lot more fun to have an elite offense winning games. Like we were winning games at the beginning of the year is definitely the most fun dominant way to win, but having an elite defense is probably the better way to do it like you can give your you can buy yourself a lot more slack and room for air by having a really good defense than by having this all-world offense like we've seen plenty of all-time offenses go into the, the super bowl and get out of rhythm look like we have the last couple of weeks and just lose but if you have a really great defense you can go in there and like take some time to like figure shit out i mean the broncos won that super bowl against a 15 and one Panthers team in pretty dominant fashion, not because Peyton Manning was worth a shit at that point in his career, but because Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Ware went out there and just, well, and look at Tampa, you know, everyone wants to give Brady the props. I mean, Brady threw three picks against the Packers. They won that game because their defense slowed down. The reason they beat yep. the saints, the saints have beat Brady four times in the regular season in Tampa. They're four and oh, the one win he got on them was the playoffs last year. Cause Drew Brees threw three picks against that defense. Patrick yep. Mahomes scored zero touchdowns against that Bucks defense. So, and I'm not I'm not trying to take shit away from Brady. I'm just saying that defense is what basically won them that. Well, to be and fair. again, I don't want to talk shit on Brady because I do acknowledge him as the goat. But Brady has always had a pretty good defense, and you know he's he has never been out there alone making things happen. Like, dude has won a lot of games because he's had very well coached very skilled defenses backing him up and that will take you a long way dude i watched rex grossman get to a super bowl because he had a good enough defense i'm not saying this defense is that but they're showing flashes of being a really special defense and those kind of defenses can keep you in a game long enough for you know one of the many pollards lambs amaris gallops dax to make you a play that wins the game so I'm excited to see what happens, man. I still think they can make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, and it just depends if this offense, you know, we talked about it in depth last week. And once again, they didn't look great, but it's just, can they, can they figure it out? And I don't even know if they need to get back to where they were to begin the year. They just need to be a little better. Uh, maybe not a little bit. They they need to be better for sure. And it's just that that's that's what we're all waiting on is can they figure it out? And a month's a long time, man. I mean, they still have three games. Three games is a lifetime. The Chiefs were written off in September. Yeah, and now they won eight in a row. The I, the Cardinals were the those... best team in the league, you know, a month ago, and now they just lost to the Lions. You know, yeah. Things happen. I saw someone post like a comparison of blind two quarterback stats, and dude, Josh Allen had almost identical stats to Dak Prescott on Sunday, except his team scored 31 points and, you know, looked a lot more dominant because they were able to take those yards and do something with them. 
Yeah, um, and their run game was real nice. Single was real nice. Uh, you know, if if on second and four on the six yard line, if CD Lamb catches that screen and he has the block and he gets in, and Dak has two touchdowns and completes thirty of thirty seven passes, I'm probably sitting here being like, you know, Dak really took a big step forward this week. He looked damn good. Like, I don't, you know, it's just yeah, it's it just is what it. It's just not pretty to watch, right? Like they just don't. Like watching them just it just looks like such a struggle as where early in the year it was so easy. I mean they're moving the ball at, sure. it was effortless and it's it's so the drop off is just so staggering. Like yeah. now they're just it just don't look they I mean, outside of occasionally CD or Pollard busting a big one, I mean that's it for their big plays. Other than that, it's like three yards, four yards, three yards, you know? Well, and I don't, and I'm not even sure that it's that they can't do that. They don't seem to try that much. Like, it'd be one thing if it was just like, yeah, man, Dak threw five to, you know, eight passes downfield and they were all bad misses. But like this game, he got one try. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm willing to let Dak Prescott, I think Dak Prescott has bought enough goodwill with me anyway as a fan that I'm willing to see him take some shots. Well, yeah, I mean, that's supposed to be the strength of this offense, too, is those three guys on the outside. It should be, you know, if you want to solo them up, you're going to get you're going to get beat. But yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe it's like I said, we've talked to people are guarding them a little bit differently. They're a little bit more banged up. They look a uh, Kellen's stopped calling motion. You know, they had a couple plays, too, where they put in. um, What's his face? At, you know, Jeremy they, Sprinkle. Well, I did see that. Um, he did get a couple first downs, dude. Yeah, no, I was gonna say the uh, the the jumbo, the Hulk package that they do, yeah. or or just using you know one of the linemen as a fullback. And sure enough, Zeke had a dude. Zeke's so much better when he's following like a a guard that they pull, which they did a lot earlier in the year, or a fullback yeah. than just like shove him up the gut and single back. I don't. It know. makes me so sad whenever like Zeke gets handed a ball and. Somebody on the front of in front of him, whether it's Biotish or Williams or whoever gets beat really bad. And so there's just like super penetration. And Zeke's just not the kind of back that's gonna make five dudes in the backfield miss and get extra yards. And I'm just like, damn it, not only is that a bad play, but now it's like another one for the pile of the like Zeke sucks brigade and their <laughs> quest to get this man run out of town. The Zach Brigade. Yeah, dude. Zach is uh quite the Pollard truther. I think we've I think we've currently lost Z Love at the moment, but I think uh, yeah, he stepped he stepped away, I think, to get a drink or something. But uh but no, it's uh it is it is a weird it is a weird place that we're in. And again, man, it's like I I'll sit there and I'll bitch about Dak, and then I look at him like, well, he's averaging the fifth most yards passing in the entire NFL. Like more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Josh Allen, you know, more than a lot of these guys that are elite. And so I'm like, well, I, then he's he can't be that bad. Like I hear what you're saying, but it's been bad recently. It just has. I don't even know if it's been bad. I just think it's, it's mediocre. And we're bad. we're accustomed. We're accustomed to great. Like it. I'm just saying the guys in the same stretch that are played with him are no namers. That's all I mean. And and there's a lot of reasons for that, but that's all I'm acknowledging. You know, I think. I agree. He's bought enough goodwill. I, I don't think he stays bad forever. I just think currently, right now, he's not playing good football. I, yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I I can't say that about th- that about this last game. Like I really can't. Like yeah, I mean, he was he was fine in this one. Like I'm, I you know it was a it was, it was a shrug game. Like I didn't I don't think he walked away from that feeling. It, my point is I didn't walk away feeling any better about the offense after this one or him personally than he has been. Like this game, I, mean, I, just, I, I walked away feeling the same. Yeah, I, that's certainly anyone's prerogative. I I walked away from it being frustrated with play calling in the drops because yeah. I can't ask. I can't ask Dak to do. Well, that's part of it. Eighty percent. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not pinning this all on if they're not going to call. If they're not going to call plays for him to throw downfield, and when he does get wide open guys and hits them in the hands, they drop them. That well, sucks. I'm not, and that's the thing. I'm not pinning it all on him. I'm saying the offense as a whole. But obviously, as the quarterback, you're you know, you get you get the love and the hate when it's when it's sure. good or bad. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. You know, like I said, I I I have faith that they that he figures it out at some point. But I, I currently think right now the offense is meh. And so this game didn't change that for me. They did run a little better, which was nice. Pollard looked nice on his run. Zeke had a couple, at least his touchdown run was the best Zeke run we've seen in a while. But once again, it's, I don't know, it's just so tough when the Giants. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Which one is more valuable? Uh, your offense being 10 points better or your defense being 10 points better? fun i would say i would say offense is more predictable week to week to rely on like even good defenses seem to fluctuate all the time but right now yeah it's nice having the good defense for sure because i mean i would if you had told me in the middle of that run like in the middle of those six weeks if you had been like hey like would you wave a wand and this offense will score 10 less points, but the defense will give up 10 less points. I would have given that some serious thought. Cause I mean, you can't, I mean, boat races can be very unpredictable. Good I agree. Is very, I agree. Very I, yeah. And, and most of that is season by season. Offenses are more reliable than defense, but yeah, for a stretch of games. Yeah. I mean, we've just went over. I mean, you can, you can ride a hot defense the way you can ride a hot offense. I don't, I guess I'd prefer if the offense was rolling on all cylinders, but it is what oh, it of is. Course, yeah. We've seen, we've seen, like I said, we've seen teams do it different ways. You got to have at least one of them being elite. And right now the defense has been elite. So I would love it if they got to the playoffs and they were both elite. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. If our offense was on all cylinders, we'd be Super Bowl favorites. There'd be no one that oh would stop us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a little kind of asking almost too much. Oh yeah, dude. If the defense, if the offense played like they did the first six weeks, and the defense played like they have the last three weeks, we would be beating teams like forty to six because the the other team wouldn't have the ball, and we'd be piling on points like it'd be absurd. So, and There's oh still man, a the other team would have to just like throw the ball all game to keep up with us. So you're getting even fewer yards on the ground. The defense is going to be able to key in even more on the pass. Like it just opens so many doors for you. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not giving up on this offense yet. I still, I still cannot. And maybe I'm just like delusional. I, I can't buy into the idea that they all just broke overnight and that they're all, that was the first six weeks is not really them. And maybe that's true. Maybe those, that was them playing way above their head. And this is more, this is closer to their actual performance. But based on what I've seen from all these guys in years past and what I know of their play, like, 
I think the beginning of the year is probably closer to their actual potential. So I'm going to hope that they, they put it together. I would love for it to all come together nicely in the Arizona game. It'd be awesome to watch them go out there and throttle the Cardinals and put the league on notice. That'd be incredible. Yeah. We'll see when we get to that one, but uh, you know, we have uh, Washington up next. I think that should be a pretty win for these weeks. So. Yeah, we do have Washington coming into town. Um, like we said earlier, Washington is playing a game tonight. Uh, they're currently, as we uh, record this, they're down by three to Philadelphia with nine minutes to go in the fourth. Um, so if that holds, Washington will come in uh, six and eight, three and four on the road. Uh, Dallas is currently uh, favored by 10 and a half points. Um, who knows if that will stay where it is or get even worse if they take an L tonight. Um, but this is a banged up Washington team. Um, they're missing weapons. They're missing defenders. Um, this should be a, a pretty easy win for the Cowboys. Now I will say that, that Washington made that last matchup a week ago closer than it should have been. Um, we should have won that game by two scores and, we were winning that game by two scores, you know, with like a couple minutes to go until Dak threw that really ugly pick six to effectively give them life at the end of the game. But yeah, I do not expect this to be uh, anything but a nice wrap up of us uh, completing another sweep of an NFC East division rival, which is great. We've mm -hmm. already swept the giants, which is really fun. And now, sweep uh washington which is great because they beat us badly two times last year so it's nice to return yep. the favor this year yep do we want to uh before we do predictions on this we want to do some uh star love goaty goat of the yeah, last game all right uh as always these are basically our players of the game we have the walk star star of the game the z love love of the game and the anthony goat catelli goat of the game um, this was a weird one. Like I said, I, I don't know. Not the only person who popped to me and I was kind of watching this among friends and the game was not particularly, uh, uh, invigorating. Riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Riveting. Yes. Yes. So I, I admit I did not catch every single play of this game, um, as I congregated, but from what I did see, uh, the guy who made the, the most pop to me would have to be a one, um, you know, I'm going to give him actually – this is tough. I'm going to give him honorable mention to Tank. Could easily give it to Tank. He had a nice punch out. But uh, my love of the game, you know, or star of the game, I'm going to give it to Malik Hooker. You know, he said his first pick in two years. Nice. I saw him I saw him real happy on Twitter. All the boys gave him a lot of love. And, uh, you know, I was I was, I was was a big proponent of bringing in Malik Hooker. So it's good Tank to see him a chain yeah, as a welcome, is, welcome to the boys. You're finally one of us now. Very cool. Yeah, he uh he was very happy on Twitter. He said uh it felt good to get the monkey off his back, you know, his first pick in, in quite some time. So shout out Malik Cooker. He is uh he's the walk star star of the game. Uh Mr. Nice. Mr. Mr. Love, why don't you give us your love? I'm gonna give it to Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. I makes, think makes that sense. his return is what kicked this defense up a notch and made it the just dominant defense it is today. That punch out was beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm giving it to him very easily. I love it, Zach. I'm right there with you. I'm also giving it to Tank. Um, 
People talk about the punch out. That was incredible. He's also made another turnover happen. The first interception happened because Tank blasted Mike Glennon as he was letting the ball go and made him throw a complete lob up that was just like an uh, basically a jump ball for like three different cow- Cowboys and uh, Jordan Lewis came down with it. So in my book, Tank had two turnovers that he forced in one game. Um, he had a ton of great run stopping plays. He has been the vocal leader of this defense. And I think having him in addition to his skill set on the field, but also his focus, his drive, his leadership, all those things play a big piece to bringing together all the kind of great individual players you've had on the defense with him out. It felt like it was kind of like an all-star team a little bit with like, okay, Parsons is super sick. Osa's making a play or two. Randy's out here doing his thing. Diggs is out there in the backfield, you know, making cool picks. With Tank back on the field, it feels like they are really solidifying into an incredible unit behind his leadership, and that's that's what you need going into the playoffs. So I'm giving it to Tank, too. Um, it's awesome to have him back, dude. I love having Tank out there, dude. I love I love that, like I said, he's honorable mention. Could have given it to him. He uh, Definitely. He's crushing it. That's back-to-back games with Andy's giving the love to Tank. Uh, tank gets I love me some Tank, there. dude. I, tank is um, – and shout out my boy Diggs getting another one, you know? Dude, as as the guys on the sidelines kept telling him, 10 piece. The 10 Dude. piece. Um, I'm going to be honest. I uh, There is a fumble they had earlier, or weird, inc- like they called him down that looked sure like a fumble. And I almost feel like that called, and they called. That Diggs one was weird, man. I, I thought it was incomplete, but I ain't complaining. I'll take the 10. I think he was down when they when he swatted the ball out. Um, I did not expect to get that call at all. Yeah, like, no, that is, <laughs> I'll say this and go ahead, make fun of my tinfoil hat. If there was any juice in that game, if that was a playoff game, if we were playing a different team, no fucking way do we get that call. N- never wouldn't, would never, ever, ever, ever count on getting that call. <laughs> um, the fumble was weird. I agree. Um, but you know, this was, uh, yeah, dude, defense, they, they balled out. I hope we could get to continue seeing that. Cause as long as the offense is kind of like having a midlife crisis, it's, it takes some of the, uh, kind of tension and heart attack potential out of the games to have the defense going out there. And I'm just kind of not worried about it. I'm like, all right, yeah, they're going to go out there and kill them. This is great. So. What are the odds you would put on Diggs tying the record at this point? He just needs four of the next three. Oh, no. I no. Uh, it would be so stupid for teams, especially the teams we have left, to throw at him that much. Like we, we, we said that at the beginning of the year. Like, yeah, oh, we'll no, stop that's, throwing that's very at him. true. And look, we I'm, play some dumb quarterbacks coming up. I mean, they're gonna get Yeah, I mean, he could Washington. get two on Hertz, like to end the year. Yeah, so he could mm-hmm. get one on Heineke if he's ready to go next week. So very true. You get one on Murray then, too. Yeah. I mean, then it's Kyler. Um, I would say it is less than the likelihood that Micah gets the sack record, but I give it like a, I give it like a 10% chance. Okay. I would love that. Which in football is pretty good. That'd be incredible. That'd be fucking incredible. Dude, um, this record stood forever. I mean, Night Train Lane. And I mean, that's, dude, that's let's like be honest. Impossible. Even if he doesn't get the record, like, dude, ten is nuts. So we God. said earlier in the year, if ten I, is like 
absolutely bonkers for a DB. Bro, we we used to be like, bro, can you? We would see guys in the league, and we'd be like, can you imagine if we had a, a corner that had five interceptions in a season? I know. How crazy that would be! Like, dude, we had Mike Jenkins. Mike Jenkins had what, like four, five? We've had plenty of guys get four. And it's, I want to see uh, how many Mike Jenkins got in that one season where he made the Pro Bowl. And I mean, that's probably the most hype we've been about a corner ever. He knew had my, like plenty of like four pick seasons. He might have even had a five picker. I think like yeah, Gerald so, Sensabaugh was the last guy to have five on this team. In in, in 09, uh Mike Jenkins had a five pick year. Oh, and God. we oh dude, we him. thought he was a fucking J- Darrell Rebus. So like and and I mean, even last year, uh, what's his name on the Dolphins? Xavier Howard had ten. I know, and we were love. we were just like, oh, dude, give give up the ranch to get Xavier Howard, bro. Like that would be incredible to have a guy like that. And now we do. I mean, and Diggs is going to be here for a couple of years, which is great. And so. he's been, I think he's been better in coverage too. I mean, he's been, um, he had a great pass he's been knocking them down. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been he's been knocking down more. You know. People loved that. Like he still gives up big plays. He really hasn't given up a big play in a while. That's that, so, that whole argument the, the, was such an over. You know the Washington. I know he got. Day. I know he had the. I guess he did have the one guy kind of moss him in Washington. That was a hell of a catch. But other than that, and that was one play in like a month, and that was just a fucking circus catch. So, you know. dude, I'll take it all day. We've had Absolutely, much worse corners and coverage that don't get ten picks. Dude, <laughs> I mean, last year we last year didn't we have like ten all season or something awful? I I yeah I mean I'd be and I'm sure most of them came from like linebackers and shit like that. Um, I'm looking it up right last now. Last game they said how many interceptions we had last year, and I remember being shocked because it did not feel like we had that many, but it wasn't a high number either. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm finding the single season, by the way, was the great Everson Walls. Uh, had 11 for the Cowboys, so Diggs can uh, set the yeah. Cowboys all-time record. He's with the last, that's we, the last player to get more than 10 in the season. We had 10 all of last year. We had one from Jalen Smith, two from Donovan Wilson, three from Diggs. So he led the team last year, too, as a rookie. Uh, two from Anthony Brown, one from Darian Thompson, one from Cheeto, and that's it. Yeah, so and now he's doing it himself. Like I said, yeah, he's, he matched the whole teams total from last season, and he's there's still 13 teams in the NFL dude, that have fewer picks than Trayvon Diggs has this year. And even though Amp Brown's got shit on a little bit, he's made some nice plays. It's really that PI game that everyone shits on him for. He but. has he has moments of I think he's solid boneheaded coverage, but he's also like for a number two corner who was drafted like in the sixth round. Like Anthony Brown has had a very good career. And we certainly thought he was going to be worse, and I don't think he's definitely. been a liability. So you know, except in the first game of the year, he got abused pretty bad on the yeah. first, in, by he, Anthony Antonio Brown. But hey, what are you going to do? He still occasionally will. But the know. PI game, I'm so torn because on one hand, I know that he's an aggressive corner and he does commit PI, but on the other hand, I'm like, bro, if we if he did those exact same plays ten times each, he'd get called on like two or three of them tops. So, fucking Raiders refs, bum ass. Oh, but yeah. So that is uh that is what we're looking at right now. Defense playing like studs. They take that uh, streak of balling uh, to uh, the first home game they've had in what seems like forever. They'll be playing against 
the Washington football team, uh, who is currently losing to the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 17. Um, I, this one could get ugly, especially we're going to, we might be at a point now where Washington has nothing to play for. Um, they're still like in a sneaky playoff position at the moment. If they, if some stuff happens and they play their cards, right. But if they lose tonight, um, all th- that window closes really fast. Cowboys are favored by double digits. Um, like on one hand, I don't want Zach's, any of them Zach's to... having a conniption, dude. I don't know what, what is, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm watching the game. I just saw <laughs> Gilbert try to run and flip the ball. And fumble. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> he uh, Man, somehow Garrett completed Gilbert, that. Dude, the fucking golden that child at lucky. one time, dude. That guy was at one point, like, considered the greatest football prospect in the history of the sport. Like, his senior year of high school, in the state championship game, he threw seven touchdowns and then sat the rest of the game. He sat at halftime. He threw, like, seven TDs in the first, like, two and a half quarters or something. He and then got went to UT walloped on that play yeah he got walloped in college too he went to ut and he his first ever game was against alabama in the national championship and he got worked and then he never recovered psychologically that was it for him so oh poor garrett poor garrett but Boom. what do you, you guys got some predictions for uh this year washington football team matchup yeah i don't think it's particularly close i think it's Kind of what we've been seeing, you know, I, I think we win handedly and I don't think they score very much. I don't know what we score, honestly, because I want to see the offense get right. I don't know if I'm ready to predict a get right game. Um, I'll go, uh, you know, 27 to 13. Nice. Zach, what are you feeling? I've been predicting a get right game. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to say 32-14. Nice. I'm going 31-10. Yeah, I do think it's – I sound like the biggest homer ever, but I just think it's a matter of time before we see another Atlanta-type game where – Hey, it took the Chiefs a while, and they're they're still – they finally had a nice game against the Chargers, but, you know, it's been a work in progress for them. The Bills' offense has been a little mediocre. So. They'll be playing indoors this week. They play good. They play well at home, which is nice. They'll air it. Hopefully, they'll air it out a little more. CD. I mean, he acknowledged to the press he was kind of beating himself up. He's like, I had a terrible game. I had three, three drops. Hopefully, he spent some time this week with the jug machine. He's ready to catch the goddamn ball. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they ball out. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So I'm going 31-10. Let's fucking do the damn thing, dude. I'm stoked. So, all right, boys. Anything else before we uh, adjourn for the Christmas holiday? Even though <laughs> liberal media doesn't want you to say Christmas, but on this podcast, Jeez. we say Christmas. War against Christmas. Am I right, brothers? Amen, brother man. The <laughs> other day I went to Walmart. Lady said happy holidays to me. I broke down on the floor crying and pissed my pants. I can't believe these <laughs> snowflakes out here, dude. Triggered by anything. What kind of what kind of world is it, brother? Bro, we're just like alienating like 90% of all football fans. There's like there's such a slim there's such a sliver of people that are like that would agree with us and like football that like we were just like killing our own number. Whatever, dude. 
I promise we're pretty cool. We're pretty cool about it. We won't be dicks to you, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, depends. Hope you're vaccinated. Um, anyway. Uh, I got nothing left. I yeah, uh, it, Like I said, this game was it – was, it, was, it was a game, you know. Yeah. The, the Giants suck. The, 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 the only thing I can say is I'm happy that the division is such disarray, and I hope – Dallas is able to take advantage of that before one of these three teams finds a uh, a competent head coach and quarterback. Right now, we got a nice little window. So, hell yeah, well, I, I hey do man, have a last little wins, thing I, I forgot. To yeah, hit it, hit it, Zach. Uh, how happy is everyone with CD's development this season? I think he's been way better than Amari Cooper's been this season. Ah. <sighs> It's. I'd it's, say his numbers are better, but. Well, yeah, but Amari's been hurt. It's. It's tough for me because, like, if they're both at, when they're both at full health, like they're very different receivers. Like when and it's almost moment to moment. Like sometimes CD makes a play that I'm blown away by. It drops my jaw. Like when he got that screen pass that he like took to the one yard line the other day, he like weaves through traffic and breaks tackles and looks all physical. I'm like, oh my god, CD's such a beast. Then on other times, he's super dropsy. He like can't fucking catch a op- wide open screen pass with no one around him. He can't really catch things in traffic. Meanwhile, Amari's like, I mean, against Minnesota, he's like can barely walk and he's out there winning the game for you on the most ridiculous circus catch of the year. I mean, that ball that hit the DB in the chest and Amari came up with, like, that was fucking insane. Um, yeah, his Minnesota game was nice, you know. So at full health, I think Amari is still the more reliable receiver at this point. But CD obviously has the higher ceiling. He's just more physically gifted. Um, I've seen CD become more physical, and he's got put on weight and strength, and his speed's still there. I need to see CD. I'm worried about CD's hands right now. That's my main concern with CD's game, especially in traffic. He has trouble coming down with contested balls. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was saying I was really hoping CD would break out the top ten receiver this year. He hasn't. He's doing better than he did last year. Some of that can probably be attributed to having uh, Dak for more than four games. But true. You know, I'm happy with him. I had higher hopes. That's fair. He hasn't um, been Justin Jefferson. I'll give him that. But mm-hmm. to be fair, Justin Jefferson's already like top five in the league. Like that, that was a home run pick for them. And I don't well, know. And Justin Jefferson's one of the five, at this point in his career, is one of the five best receivers to ever play football. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's off to a crazy start. It's, so. I mean, not that he's going to end there. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, so yeah. For where we picked him, CD's been great. And I do think, I have faith that he will continue to develop. And say so the first round is one. littered with bust wide receivers. And he hasn't, been yeah, the bust. fact that he's still so. on the team is great because they're, <laughs> he could be Laquan Treadwell and, You'd be like, who? Like, <laughs> I was gonna say like Corey Davis, Mike Williams. There's been a bunch that have quite panned out. I mean, even look at like Kadarius Tony for the Giants. They want him to happen so bad, and he's. God, I've okay. never seen a fan, <laughs> dude. That's like, that is shades of like Marion Barber, <laughs> fucking just like a player that every every other team in the league is like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's kind of cool sometimes, and your team's just like. Yeah, probably like the best player to ever play football, you know? And everyone's like, I don't know, man. Like, not really. Like <laughs> you're right. They want him to they want him to be a thing yeah. so badly. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot. I mean, look at like Jalen Rager hasn't been great for Philly. You know, hasn't been had, great. I mean, y'all, he's been bad that's, for his I was position. Say, that's sure. that's really nice. That was really nice of you. Yeah. Like well, Jalen Rager yeah. was taken in the first round. He's been a fucking bum. Yeah, Devonta Smith's been pretty good, but I I don't know. I mean, like I said, they show the stats. Like if you go over the last like if you go first round wide receivers over the last like ten years, there's like three or four of them that have really panned. And it's like Amari. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase probably already. Jamar Chase now. I mean, yeah, they, a lot of them are the last couple of years. They've gotten better, yeah. but like, you had like a good stretch of time there where it was just like they were all bust except for like Amari and like, yeah, Amari Cooper. For a while, there was a five-year stretch where Amari Cooper was the only first-round wide receiver that had broken a thousand yards more than once. So, yeah, it's a it's a weird inexact science, but I agree with you, Zach. I I was expecting more. Um, we kind of saw shades of it that first night, you know, like against the bucks, he had a sick touchdown, but then he also had like some kind of bad drops in that game that probably Mm -hmm. maybe could have won you that game. Um, I don't think he's cost you any game since then, but like, you know, against, against the giants on Sunday, like I think he had two plays where you legitimately could score a touchdown based on if he catches that ball, the screenplay is a definite, I think there's like a 50-50 shot he scores there. And then there's another one over the middle where he has 25 no yards of room yeah. in front of him and Dak hits him in both hands. And Yeah, he here are first-round wide receivers since 2016 just for fun. Uh, Corey Coleman, bust. Will Fuller, pretty big bust. Josh Dotson, absolute bust. Laquan Treadwell, absolute bust. 2017, Corey Davis, bust for where he's taken. He's okay. Mike Williams, he's... Okay, bust from where he's taken. John Ross, absolute bust. 2018, pretty good. DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. I think you're happy with both of those guys. They're fine. Um, 2019, Hollywood Brown and Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, bust. Man, that, that one, I'll be honest a, with you, man. That one, I was very wrong on. I thought Nikhil Harry was going to be a monster in the league. He was so fucking fun at Arizona State. Dude, kid was a monster. Yeah, and then 2020, Henry Ruggs. Oof, bad. Situation. Not a great, and you know what? That's that's sad because he was not a bad player. He no. was a very Jay, good player. And Brandon Ayuk and Jalen Rager, we'll see. Jalen Rager looks like a bust. Ayuk's been in like Shanahan's doghouse, really, probably a bust to this point. And then I think Judy, Ceedee Lamb, and obviously Justin Jefferson's been a stud. It's probably pretty yeah. Good. Judy is Judy's a tough hurt. one. He's been on my fantasy team this year. He's always fucking injured, and he has no quarterback, so it's yeah, hard to judge no, the guy. Teddy B. But my point is, like, of like that list of 15, 20 names I read, he's there's probably four. At worst, he's like hell say, yeah, dude. At worst, he's probably third on that list. So, and certainly of the guys that you got uh, that went that year, I think he's it's well Justin yeah. Jefferson, but then definitely he's probably yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, I'd say he's two for sure. So we'll see, especially next year, because I think we've probably agreed. I think Gallup is probably gone. Well, I will say this to Zach's point, or kind of my point. I don't know, man. You're still, if you're paying Amari Cooper top five money, I would just like a little more juice. That's all I'm saying. Now, he's given it to you his first two years. This year is a lot of injuries. He missed two games because of COVID. They've kind of struggled, but he's going to have like a pedestrian 800-yard year. It's tough for me to to cut bait on Amari because I think he's the only guy on the team that manufactures separation like he does. Like, I know. 
He's he's when he's healthy and can play his game. No one is open like Amari's open on any given play because well, it seems the, Dak, no one can run those routes. Trust him more than just oh, about yeah. anyone. So and like you said, yeah, he's he's the best against physical corners and their and Gallup Gallup can do the the vertical thing really well, but that's probably not enough for you to be like, oh, he's unreplaceable. You can find another guy to catch jump balls. Um, CD is a, a great after the catch guy. Um, but I don't know if I trust him to just like get, he's not the physical guy that Amari is to like get open like Amari does. So it's a tough situation. I'm, I'll be interested to see how they play that in the off season. Yeah. We probably need to go draft like a generational tight end in the first round, maybe trade a couple of our picks God. and get a tight end. If only we had Kyle Pitts, bro. Oh, Instead speaking of, of tight ends, I want to make one point. Okay, I know that like all of Cowboys Reddit, Cowboys Nation, is just head over heels with Schultz. And I'm not saying I don't love Schultz. Schultz had a great game on Sunday in the passing game. I just want to say, man, Dalton Schultz is not a good blocker. And sometimes it really bites us in the ass. There were multiple plays on Sunday where... He he not not only did he not meet his blocking assignment, he whiffed so bad that it blew the play up and kind of killed the drive. I don't know if that's just like I was watching at the wrong time and those were two bad plays out of a billion that he does correctly. But I remember forever, like kind of the narrative was, oh, Jarwin's a little bit better in the passing game. Dalton Schultz brings a little bit in the passing game, but he's also a really elite blocker. And I am not seeing that right now. I basically see him being like kind of as good as, maybe as good as. I mean, I think Jarwin was as good as anybody in the passing game. Like when he was on, I saw him have that three touchdown game against the Giants. Schultz ain't doing that. And dude, Dalton cannot block right now. And it's killing us in the run game. It's killing us in the screen game, which I don't know. Kellen is falling in love with all these screens. (laughs) So if if you're running a thousand screens and you're going to run Jeremy Sprinkle, who whiffs on blocks, and Dalton Schultz out there, who whiffs on blocks, both of those are going to hurt you pretty badly if half the blockers on a given screenplay whiff their guy. And so your your receiver or your running back is getting blown up as soon as they touch the ball. So I just want to throw that out there. It's something to keep an eye on. Um, Hopefully either it shapes up or they address it or whatever. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, anything else, boys, before we get out of here? I think we're I think we're taked out. I think we, All right. we hit our takes. Zach, you good? I'm good. All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to uh, this episode of Boys Will Be Boys. If you've liked what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, comment, uh, leave us a little rating, leave us a uh, you know a little comment on how the podcast is doing. If you'd like to reach out, tell us that we're right, tell us we're wrong, ask a question, give us some ideas about what we should talk about on the podcast, reach out to us on any of our socials, or hit us on an email at boyswillpod at gmail.com. Um, and from all of us here at the podcast, we just hope that you are having a happy and safe holiday season. No matter what you celebrate, we are hoping you're doing it with people that you love and having an amazing time. Um, please stay safe and enjoy this most joyous time of year. Um, from all of us, uh, I am Andy Catelli. Ben Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Happy holidays. We'll be back on Monday. Go Cowboys. Take it easy.